Y'all know what time it is. It's time for QP Sports Exchange. Hoop Questions Monday is back on the air. It's your boy Vince. What we're going to do today, it's going to be kind of a weird show, but just bear with us. It's going to be tight. So we're going to talk about the Trey Young injury. Um, we're also going to talk about the Milwaukee Bug Atlanta just game itself. And we're also going to have some draft stuff. And the Trailblazers uh, news is also available today. And then we're going to have some hashtag takes. So that's what we're looking at. Um, Let's see. Is there any pod news that you guys need to know about? Well, obviously, Kyler Copeland's uh, Fantasy Dreams podcast will drop on Saturday. So be looking out for that. Um, And we got some stuff in the works. You know, it's an exciting time for Question Point Pod Network. Um, It's an exciting time for me because I'm just so jazzed about what's coming and I know what's coming. So you guys are going to be real, real excited as well. Um, After that, everything is fantastic and I can't wait to get into this pod. So without further ado, you know, grab your iced tea or whatever you're going to drink and let's get into this pod. So we're going to get right into it. So Trey Young sprained his ankle in like the early in the um, second quarter, actually third quarter. And it's really unfortunate. You know, he stepped on the referee and it didn't look terrible, but it looked weird. And you can tell that he was completely ineffective after that. Um, Now, Young says that he'll receive treatment around the clock and guarantees that he will play in game four in Atlanta. So ATL, your boy is trying to be a warrior. I give him much props because he has carried this franchise to the Eastern Conference Finals. And you guys got a real one in Trey Young. Shouts out to my dude, Ice Trey. Get well. I hope the treatment's doing what it needs to be doing. I hope the ankle is closer to 100% than it is to about 50%, bro. And keep doing all of what you're doing, which is just getting buckets and diamond up Capella. Okay? It is super nice. And John Collins. John the Baptist. I like that. I like that nickname for John Collins. John the Baptist, baptizing people, just jamming on people. Real crazy like. All right, let's get into the game a little bit. So really after Trey is compromised, you could tell that Milwaukee knew. And they were forcing that dude into all kinds of action where he was going to get a big. He was going to see somebody really, really tall. And without Trey's lift, it was just not going to happen. So he needed the others to really step up. I was not excited about Nate McMillan holding John Collins so long. I understood the foul issue, no doubt, okay? But he was gone too long, and at some point you had to bring him in to you know, stave off some of what was going on with Milwaukee, right? Put him on somebody, kind of whack on defense or whatever. Connaughton was out there for a minute, whatever case may be, and get that guy in the game because with uh, Bogey not being 100% and, you know, Herter can do his thing. You know, he needs to be set up, but they weren't looking for him. And Capella needs Trey Young's alley-oop ability to get his points or he's getting it off, you know, just offensive rebound. So you needed somebody else to step in. And John Collins is really the other guy that 
you can trust to get your get you a bucket. And I didn't like that Nate McMillan just kind of sat him and iced him until, you know, he felt it was safe enough to bring him back into the game. That might have been my only little qualm with what happened in that game. Now, Chris Middleton went crazy, okay? He had big points, and he was super efficient with his... um, It was... I mean, 38 points, that's just crazy. On 15 of 26 shooting... And 6 of 12 from beyond the three-point line. Okay? You don't get more efficient than that. The only problem with this is, is that, are you going to see this again? Okay, Buck Chance. You know, does he have a couple more of these in him? Because if he does, Milwaukee can win a championship. The only thing is, is I don't know when you're going to get it from him. You know, I know that as Devin Booker's number two, Chris Paul is going to get me 16. All right. He's probably also going to drop me about 12 assists. He's going to have like a timely steal. You know, I know what I'm going to get from CP3. Okay. And then there's so much other talent with Phoenix. I love Phoenix's team. I really do. It really has grown on me. As a Laker fan, it's really hard for me to say that, but you got to give credit where credit is due. And we're going to get into DeAndre Ayton a little bit later. Um, Some final thoughts on on Milwaukee is that Giannis also was aggressive. They really didn't have an answer for him when John Collins went out. I would have liked to seen a lot more of Kongwu. Okay. Um, You got him with the seventh pick. Right. I understand the injury history, you know, that he had over the year. Um, but he's a live body. He's long. I saw a couple plays where he really met Giannis and yet met Giannis's physicality. I like that. I like when he grabbed the ball and it turned into a jump ball. You know, so these this guy is somebody that you can use as at least fouls on Giannis. Right, instead of getting John Collins in foul trouble, you know, a Congo is a guy that can be physical with Giannis. Maybe you can move John Collins to the five. You know, maybe now Capella is playing with Lou Williams a little bit more. So there's some things that Atlanta can do to really help themselves in this series, but it really comes down to the health of Trey Young and his ankle if they're going to be even a factor in this series so we are hoping for better Trey Young healthier Trey Young because that dude has been an absolute joy to watch in these playoffs the maturity the growth in his game has been phenomenal and uh, really happy for that dude and this actually brings up one other thing that I am going to talk about right now. I get into all these, um, you know, conversations off the podcast with guys that I trust and guys that I like their um, their basketball intellect. Let's just say it like that. But there's this one gentleman that is really high on Carl Anthony Towns. And until Carl Anthony Towns shows me that he is the he is a not a stat guy on a whack team. You know, until he shows me that that's not the case, I can't ride with this dude being like the third best center in the league. I mean, you know, I'd rather have Aiden. You know, call it recency bias, call it what you want. I'd rather have Aiden. Quite as Cap, I'll probably rather have Miles Turner as well. I mean, I understand that Cat is a phenomenal offensive player. No doubt. But they're trying to get Ben Simmons to Minnesota now. Okay? To high Cat some more. All right? Wasn't it bad enough that Anthony Edwards, the rookie, is answering questions for Carl Anthony Towns? At, at a press conference I mean dude I understand that 
there's such a missed talent with Carl Anthony Towns, and I'm not going to be this guy that just craps on him and says, oh, well, he's just garbage. No, that's not the case. But I don't know if he's a winning player. I, we could be wrong. Let's see it in three years, right? But there are some centers I would rather have over Carl Anthony Towns right now. And it might, you know, be shocking to people. I think I like, I think I like, um, I think I like Capella more than I like Carl Anthony Towns. And that might seem really blasphemous, but that's just me. Okay. But here's the thing. All you have to do is hit me on Twitter, QPP Network on Instagram is question point pod network all together. You can go ahead and leave me your takes. You can go ahead and leave me that I'm absolutely wrong and I'm completely blind to the talent or Carl Anthony Towns. That man went through a lot last year. I have to give it to him. I don't know if I would have been able to play through all that. We've shown Carl Anthony Towns a lot of love throughout that situation. But my man, you got to step up next year, okay? They didn't get a draft pick or whatever because of your boy, D'Angelo Russell, okay? You were all in on that deal. So my thing with Carl Anthony Towns, he needs to show me a little bit more going into next season. Now, the other thing that we're going to talk about is... The situation in Portland because it got real crazy real fast. Um, we have been recording that literally up until the last two days that Becky Hammond was a legitimate candidate for the Trail Blizzards job. And she was. Now, Chauncey Billups got the job. Congratulations to Chauncey. But then all this stuff came up about um, alleged sexual assault charges um, that were then, I guess, um, they were mediated out of court, you know, um, and those documents are are sealed or whatever. But, um, you know, all this stuff came up. And I'll say this. Any type of, you know, aggressive behavior towards a female is always wrong. All right? There's no question about it. What I'll say is this, is that Chauncey Billups has seen to be like a real good dude. Now, has he learned from his mistakes? Has he been contrite since that incident? Those are the things that we might want to look at before we pile on. Now, if there's a string of other things that come out, then this is going to end badly. Now, I don't know how Damian Lillard fell into this situation. Um, I thought that he had a really good uh, take on it, though. When all this stuff was going on, I was like 7 to 10 years old. So, excuse me for not being really caught up in my um on my news cycle at that present time. You know? Yeah, how would Dame Lillard know about Chauncey Billups' situation? Like it just doesn't make sense. Now, the biggest thing that's going on in Portland is this, is that now you got Dame, because of these things popping up, by like ride or die, day ones of Dame's fans in Portland saying this stuff. Now Dame is talking about he might want out. Well, it's finally come to pass, Portland. It's finally come to this point. We have now got disgruntled NBA player. Okay? Listen, this podcast, QP Sports Exchange, has always said, listen, there's always going to be one. 
there's gonna be somebody out there that's gonna get mad, be really upset with their organization, and scream that they, they want out. Now, what you're hoping, Portland, is that Dame is a real good soldier and he lets you trade him to wherever you want to trade him. Here's the problem with that. He gave you a lot of years. He gave you a lot of, I'm going to shut my mouth and do my job. Now, when he comes to you with the list of five teams that he wants to go to, you're going to have to accommodate that situation. Now, Portland Trailblazer fans do not want to hear that because this is always a bad deal for what you're going to get in return. Here's the problem with that. This is the price of doing business. Okay? You had a star. You had a dude that closed games. You have a dude that has ice water running through his veins. He is not scared of any challenge whatsoever. And unfortunately, you weren't able to build said championship foundation around him to get a sniff of that title. All right. That dude carried you guys for a lot of years. It's unfortunate you had injuries. It's unfortunate you made mistakes in free agency, bringing like complimentary pieces around that guy. But at the end of the day, this is what you're looking at. So don't sit there and say, oh, he's getting traded to OKC. He's not getting traded there. I don't want to hear this nonsense about him going to Cleveland because that's not happening either. The one rumor that I did hear that I kind of thought about for a second and then I said, nah, the New Orleans rumor where you pair him with Zion. I don't know if Dame is going there. Dame is going to try to win a championship now. Now, will he team up with somebody or team up with a team that already has something? Who knows? Will you have to trade him to the Golden State Warriors? Who knows? But at the end of the day, Dame is going to give you a list, Portland, and you are going to have to figure out what is the best deal of that said list. And there's nothing you can do about it. And Portland Trailblazer fan, unfortunately, this is how it ends. It doesn't end pretty. It doesn't end with Dame Dalla riding off into the sunset, wearing a Trailblazers uniform, getting your team to a couple Western Conference Finals, He's a bad man and well-respected in the NBA, and you guys just love him until the end of time. Unfortunately, there was going to be a tipping point, and disgruntled NBA star was going to rear its ugly head, and it has done that. So now, this podcast is on Dame Alert. We are on Dame Time Alert, QP Sports Exchange. Now, I'm going to have all my guys get up on this and we're going to give you the best information possible. But unfortunately, look at some of just the suspected, you know, first tier teams to be looking at day. And you're you're going to get pennies on the dollar unfortunately. But hopefully you can make the best deal that you can possibly get. Okay. All right. So the next thing that we're going to do is something that we, I don't know if I really feel comfortable doing, but we're going to, we're going to do it anyway. Cause I, hell, I got to promote this podcast. One, two, I'm going to give props to people who had my back when we, Push this information out there like a week and a half ago. Okay. So first of all, shout out to my to my unnamed sources and shout out to my um my people on the ground getting us this information. But we told you about two weeks ago that Kawhi Leonard was being super secretive 
with the Clippers organization on his injury. Now it's come to fruition that a lot of people don't know in that front office and on that training staff what's going on with Kawhi. Now, we told you this two weeks ago. All right. I have sources. I have people on the ground digging. And we had this information for you before all the ESPNs, before all the Fox Sports. We had that information. And if you don't believe me, go into the archive pods and I'll prove it to you. All right. So Kawhi's Leonard injury. We stated on this podcast that we thought it was a lot more serious than what he was letting on. And no one in that organization knew who was treating him and for what they were treating him for. And guess what? The Clippers still don't know what's going on with Kawhi Leonard. So, again, I want to give a shout out to the guys and the girls that really worked on this with me. That we can get you this information a couple weeks ago. And the reason why I do bring this up is because it's just, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that we work hard on this podcast to get you information. Yes, I want to get jokes off as much as anybody else. I want this to be a fun podcast. I want this to be an entertaining podcast. And I want you to be able to go with your homies and say, oh, yo, let's chop it up. My boy Vince on this podcast was talking about Dame Dollar or whatever. That's what I want. Okay. And then you get your boys to listen to the podcast as well. Okay. So you have homework QP Nation. But the reason why I have such a sense of pride in it is because we do work hard till early morning hours to dig up information. You know, it's not I just click on a microphone and just start speaking. So shout out to all my people who worked on this. Shout out to, um, you know, a couple of sources that were bold to give us information. And uh, we're going to continue to we're going to continue to grind like this. Um, but again, I just wanted to give QP Nation a little kind of pullback behind the curtain to let them know that we are working very hard for you to bring you the best Hoop Question Monday podcast we can possibly bring you. We're back and we're going to bring you hashtag takes. This is just stuff that is floating around the NBA and college basketball. We're going to go ahead and throw the draft stuff in here as well because there's a lot to get to. And we're going to start off with Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers making the United States Olympic basketball team. All right. First and foremost with this if you thought Kevin Love was done let me tell you something that dude is not getting on the Olympic team to just towel wave now he's not going to get the minutes the burn that KD and others are going to get alright actually have a couple omissions that I'm going to bring up a little bit later but you know I think this is the Kevin Love uh, regeneration tour okay and I think that we're going to look at Kevin Love a lot differently after this and maybe like we're going to need a little bit in the start of the season but I don't think it's going to be in Cleveland I think this is Kevin Love's opportunity and I think this is his um, kind of end game to get himself out of Cleveland 
somebody is going to want a big that can stretch the floor, provide some veteran leadership, and also he has championship pedigree. So that goes along with that as well. All right. So I don't know how I feel about Kevin Love being on the team because there is a couple of other people that I would have been real high on. Um, I don't know if Trey Young turned them down, but that might have been a guy I would have looked towards. I'm also very high on Kevin Herta, the white, what is it, the white mamba or the ginger mamba, as they call him. I like the, the nickname Kevon. Man, I ATL, y'all, y'all, y'all finessing that situation on a real level. <laughs> Turn my dude to Kevon. <laughs> I like Herder a lot though. I would have thought that he would have been a good pick. Um you know, a couple other guys that might should have really received some sort of thought process on it like Dylan Brooks Dylan Brooks is an animal and I think Dylan Brooks maybe the reason why you don't have him on the team is that his intensity is always at 12 you know we don't need no international incidents but we sent Barkley so I'm on board with Dylan Brooks going completely mental on some like Czechoslovakian they don't even have that country anymore. Whatever. Some team from like what? Latvia or somebody just going nuts. Dylan Brooks is one of my favorite players. He was one of my favorite players coming out the draft when he got drafted. Because he showed that at Oregon that he just did not he didn't care, man. He just didn't give to you know what. And I mean, that cat just brings it every single game. He might not score all the time the way you want him to, but the effort is always there. And I'm always going home for dudes like Dylan Brooks. They also got another guy on their team that I like a lot. I'm not saying that he should have been on the Olympic team, but you know how QP Sports Exchange homes for Desmond Bain, okay? Desmond Bain is our guy, okay? We love that dude. We we honed for him in the draft last year, and he didn't disappoint. So shout out to Desmond Bain once again. Um... You know, I don't know what they're doing with, like, the college players and stuff like that. But, like, I would have liked to have seen what maybe, like, a Jalen Sucks. You know? I would like to see what that cat would have looked like on the Olympic team since he did play a year of college. So, that's, that's where we are with the Olympic situation. Now, another thing that's going on is there's this... Groundswell for the number one pick is not just a slam dunk that is Kay Cunningham. Alright. I understand that. Alright. I get, I get a little bit of that. Um, The one thing that I will say about it is I think that we're we're in love with the, the mixtape. Okay. And for my young cats out there, I get it. I get it. Music, dunks, you know, between the legs, making hesitation, dribbles, all that. I get it. I understand. But Kay Cunningham has all the little intangibles. His anticipation, his tempo, his undeniable way to get to the basket. His vision is special. He makes winning plays. And sometimes winning plays aren't the dunk or the hesitation dribble. You know what I'm saying? 
I understand, yo, listen, I understand those things really are fun to do. I get it. I understand it from my AAU cats out there. Shouts out to Braylon McCain. That's my dude. And Addison Archer. And shout out to my boy Peyton Watson doing his thing in the under 19 national squad going to UCLA. Shout out to my boy from UCLA. A clap all day. You know I'm going home for the Bruins. But getting back to Cade is this. All right. That guy's the number one pick. I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to do all this like second spectrum evaluation and oh and what about his lift and his vertical and all of this. I got all of what you're telling me. And Jalen Green is electrifying. Okay. But Kate Cunningham is the number one pick for all the things I said. He makes winning plays a lot. He has special vision. Okay. You didn't get to see a lot of it. I mean, there were flashes of it at Oklahoma State, but he didn't have dudes that can knock down shots. So it's a different level when you're passing to somebody who's 38% knocked down three-point shooter. It's a different animal, okay? So, so with Kay Cunningham, I just think that I understand the, the, the flashy situations. I just, I am really high on Kay Cunningham. I think that he's a slam dunk, number one pick. And I think that if Detroit were to move off of him, I would think that would be a mistake. Now, they might get overwhelmed. Um, I've heard rumors of OKC going all in, trying to get K. Um, There are some thoughts of maybe a team like Orlando to do it. Now, I'll tell you the one team that should really think about it. And if they did it, it might break the internet. Twitter might literally melt down if they did it. But we're about to do irresponsible trade stuff with uh, with a couple teams. If you're the Detroit Pistons and you get a call from the Bay Area and they say, hey, listen, we'll give you 714 Wiseman and a couple picks down the road for the number one pick. What do you do? I'm saying that Golden State missed on Tyrese Halliburton last year. I think obviously Kate is better than Tyrese Halliburton. So please do not start getting at me about that. But if you're if you're Golden State and you know that Clay's coming off the injury, right? Kay Cunningham is 6'8. He's a special passer. He will definitely unlock your offense. You could hide Andrew Wiggins some more. You know what I'm saying? He might be coming off the bench now. Actually, he would come off the bench. Right? But if you're Detroit, Wiseman, the 7 pick, 14, and let's say, you know, I don't know what they have, but let's say 24 and 26 first round selections. Now you get Wiseman. Okay. I love Stewart. I love Isaiah Stewart. I mean, you might have you're gonna have to give some things back because I know salary cap implications, but you can dump some of the the stuff that you don't want. You know, you can dump some guys. Now, does Wiseman 
move the needle for Detroit? I don't know. I'm not saying that this is the best trade. Do not get me wrong. I'm just saying that if I was the Golden State Warriors and I was thinking about like, I want to have a Patriots dynasty. Excuse the, um, or let's go ahead and put it in hoop terms. I want to have the San Antonio dynasty where they made the playoffs for like 20 some odd years and they were relevant and they kept winning titles late into Duncan's career. Kay Cunningham is like the perfect bridge to continuous success for the Golden State Warriors. I'm just saying that if I'm the Warriors, if I'm Bob Myers, I make that phone call. And hell, if you really want to make it like real crazy, and I hate to do this to you, Bay Area, you could send Draymond Green home. Now you're getting uh, Jeremy Grant back, right? You know, the money got to match up, whatever. Or maybe you don't get Jeremy Grant. Maybe you're getting Killian Hayes. Maybe you're getting some other stuff or whatever. But it'd be something that I would look into if I was Golden State. Definitely. I would look into that a lot because I think that it would definitely extend the window. This is how special I think Kay Cunningham is. One. And also, I think that his just his fluidity within that offense would be really, really special. That's just me. I might be speaking out of turn. I'm not trying to trade Detroit's draft pick, so don't get me wrong. These are just irresponsible trades that I feel like throwing out there. So, K. Cunningham to Golden State, 7-14, and Wiseman. Or if you wanted to get real silly, Draymond, if you wanted to send him home and then free up some cap space because the dudes you're getting back you're not going to really really want so there is that as well now we're going to get into a mock that I was looking at I'm going to talk about a couple things because these are the things that are coming up in conversation for me so these are probably the things that's coming up in conversation for you okay Houston has the number two overall pick now in Areas where I have these conversations with people. (laughs) There are people that want Jalen Green. Now, here's what I'll say about Jalen Green. Jerry Jack, who is former Georgia Tech um, teammate of CP3 at one time. And has some years in Golden State and other places. He also played for the Nets, too. So, Jerry Jack has been around a long period of time. And Jerry Jack played in the in the bubble with the G League. And he played specifically with the Ignite team. And from all accounts, Jerry Jack has said that Jalen Green is a sponge. He's one of those guys that definitely gets it, wants to be better, wants to get great. He does, he does, he does get a little like antsy as far as like patience, but you can tell that he wants to be great. Jerry Jack said that that guy was always trying to talk to him about how he could get better. I like that in a player. And I don't care what you think of the bubble, of the G League bubble. These guys that were on that Ignite team were playing against like 25, 26-year-old dudes, sometimes 30-year-old dudes trying to get back into the league. The talent level between them and the college basketball setup is different because these guys are way better, okay? They know all the little tricks to the trade. 
They know how to hold a jersey without a ref seeing it. Okay? They know all the little things that you need to do to be successful in this league. Jalen Green, there were times where there was no doubt he was best player on the floor. Okay? There was no doubt about it. So now Houston, at the number two slot, has a choice between Evan Mobley and Jalen Green. Now, Bill Simmons, a podcast that I listen to, and also the template of Question Point Pod Network, he thinks that Green is going to Houston. A lot of people I talk to, Evan Mobley is going to Houston. That's more of the consensus, actually, is that Evan Mobley is going to Houston. So, my Rocket fans out there, okay? Get at me at Twitter, QPP Network, and on Instagram. Hit me up at Question Point Pod Network. Let me know who you want as the number two pick. I still got to do some more evaluation before I'm ready to go ahead and give, like... I think what we're going to do is probably do something like a, like a, we're going to do a mock draft. We are. I got a couple guys that I know that will be in on it. Um, one is the host of Fantasy Dreams, Kyler Copeland. And there's another guy that we are really looking at to bring on to the network. And we'll see how that goes shortly. But I think I, we can get him as a guest at least. So we'll continue to work on that. A couple other things that we need to talk about right now. There's another guy in my crosshairs. And I gave you the Jalen Johnson spill, I think, last week. But another guy has kind of found his way into the crosshairs a little bit. Jonathan Kaminga. Now, if you read up on all the mocks, Jonathan Kaminga is like that, the fifth of the top five. Okay? Um, bunch of high schools. That's always a red flag. There were compete issues in the G League bubble that are starting to percolate around. And I don't think this is slander towards the kid. Okay? I think this is the first time that he was around, like, some real competition. And, you know, sometimes you melt when the lights are bright. Right? But he's super young. He's super raw. He's super talented. But I don't like... Like, I'm I'm not getting featured the way I want. So I'm not going to do the G League playoffs. Anytime that you can step on the court, young man, and prove yourself, whether you're setting screens, whether you're crashing the the boards or whatever it is, you got to take those opportunities. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not sure that Jonathan Kaminga is a lock for five. I think Scotty Barnes is going to move up. I'm high on Scotty Barnes. I'm high on his on his compete level. I think he makes everybody better. And I think the jump shot is fixable. I might be the only one that make that thinks that his jump shot is fixable, but I know the work ethic. The kid is a phenomenal kid. Okay? He's just great. And there's nothing that you can... He's a coachable kid. So he's malleable to different aspects of basketball. And I think if you got that kid in the gym and you said 1,000 shots, he'll give you 1,500. That's, that's the word that I got from somebody that I trust. Is that if you put him in the gym, say 1,000 shots... You're going to get 1500 Alright? So you take that for what it's worth. 
Because that guy is also a very skilled athlete. That kid also has length beyond what he should have. But he has a couple things that Kaminga doesn't have. His anticipation as far as seeing plays two steps ahead, it's all over the tape. All right? The second thing is, is that his compete level, there is no question about his compete level at all. So, my man Jonathan Kaminga has some restoration to his image that he needs to do before the draft. Because right now, it is not a lot that he goes top five. Now, somebody might fall in love with the the measurables and the athletic ability and say, I can mold that kid into whatever. I just don't know if he's going top five. So, that's my take on that. Um, A couple other guys that are really intriguing to me. Um, This is not like Laker fan craziness. Um, I think there's a lot of people that are high on Franz Wagner out of Michigan. Um, I'm not saying that I'm not high on him. I like the measurables. I like the, you know, the ability to move the ball and then move without the ball. I like that. I did not like that he was one for 11 against UCLA. I didn't like that. You know, that screamed to me, Adam Morrison. And I know I'm not, I don't like doing that. I don't like to be like super comparable guy. Oh, that's him. Because one performance, you have to look at the body of work. You got to look at the work ethic. Um, I think Franz Wagner on the right team. 100%. But he got to be on the right squad, I think. I don't think you can just drop him or in Orlando. Okay? I just don't think there's certain school, you know, squads that he'd be perfect with. You know, I like him in I like him in Charlotte. Okay? Cuz I know you got a wizard at passing with one LaMelo ball. You know? And I think they got enough floor spacing with Rogier, LaMelo, and somebody like Wagner. So I like that deal. I like Wagner in other squads. I don't like him in San Antonio. I tell you that. I do not like him in San Antonio. Golden State would be okay because Golden State has the prerequisite that I would think that he would be successful in. But, like, if he went to, like, Houston as a second pick or he went to, like, the San Antonio's of the world, places like that, I don't see it. New Orleans would be a bad spot for him, even though they need, they need a shooter. I don't think they have the point guard unless they're going to give it to Zion. So, that's my thing with Franz Wagner. I think he has to be fit. Now, the other thing is, where are we on Dave, uh, Davion Mitchell? Okay? Donovan Mitchell, spirit animal. Uh, or vice versa. Davion Mitchell, spirit animal is Don, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, um, where are we with this cat? All right. First of all, you know, it's the age deal. You know, he's measuring out at just above six feet. There's the problem. There is the issue. Okay? Listen, Trey Young is super special. Okay? There are guys out there that can do what Trey Young does. Okay? But not at the level of Trey Young. (laughs) Not at the level of Trey Young. I actually like, even though this might be a hot take, I like Jared Butler, his backcourt mate, more than I like 
Davion Mitchell. I think he's his his what he does is is repeatable. It's something that fits an offense. Damian Mitchell would need his own squad a little bit so he can get burned and he could cook. Like, I don't like the fit, like, people were saying that he go to, like, Golden State. I don't see that fit at all. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. He's a great player. Um, I'm scared of the three-point shooting because of the free-throw shooting. I think he will absolutely defend. Um, I think he would fight over picks. I think that his his stature and you know his size might hurt him with that, but the effort would be there. But I don't know if I'm like really really sold on him. Um. I'm going to bring up a name that I haven't brought up in a while. And I remember talking to somebody and they say that I had brought up a question when we thought that Kaminga was like top five, right? And I said, okay, exclude the top five, all right? They're gone, whatever. Who would be the guy that you would trust as far as the next guy? And he said to me, Keon Johnson. Now, I looked at Keon. I looked at Jaden Springer. I wonder about the jump shot with Keon Johnson out of Tennessee. But I like a lot of stuff about him. Um, I'm trying to think of the other guy that I think would be... Well, there's two. Okay. I am a big fan of James Booknight. I'm 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 just a fan. I think that guy can come into the league and be very good. Okay? I am a I'm a fan of James Booknight. I am also a fan of Moses Moody. I think that 6667 guy 210 shoot secondary ball handler I think he has to clean up some stuff but if you gave him 2-3 dribbles he's knocking down shots I think he'll hold his own as a defender he has a little nasty in him I like how Arkansas in the tournament got after people they just did So those are the guys that before Keon Johnson personally at this point. Now, as we get closer and closer to the draft and we have our little mock, um, that's what, you know, that's what we'll be trying to clean up is some of the, the warts that some of these prospects have on them. Now, I'm going to move like far down the draft board because this is a pick that is just personal to me. All right. I am trying <laughs> I'm trying to get Chris Duarte to the Lakers. Okay? QP Nation, I know you got allegiances to your own squad. I know y'all feel some type of way about your squad. But I'm giving up on the dream of Corey Kispert. I I don't know. I heard somebody say he might drop down. I I just don't see it. He shoots too well to drop down the 22. I mean, it would be... I would be grateful if he did. But my, my other choice, if I had one, would be Chris Duarte from Oregon. I love that kid's game. I love that he's 6'6". I love that he has tenacity on defense. He's not going to be just a negative on defense. And I think he can shoot the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that and he's not uh, just, oh, catch a shoot, dude. He can get his off the dribble a little bit. You know, he can create his own situation. (laughs) 
you know, he'd be like a perfect, like, secondary ball handler, you know. I think also on the maturity level, because he's going to come in be almost 24, you know, so LeBron don't have to spoon feed this child, basically. And I just think that he has that, that little chip, that little edge to him. Kind of like Dylan Brooks, right? Not as crazy, because Dylan is, whoo, that boy is all the way up, all the time. Dylan, you, hey, you a wild boy, Dylan. Shouts out to you, but you a wild boy. Um, but Chris Duarte has that kind of like, like, no, I can get these buckets. I'm going to put these buckets in your face type of mentality. But also, he's willing to stick his nose in there defensively and get it done. And he is that that guy to me that if you're looking to do something bigger um, with the Lakers, Contavious Caldwell Pope contract might have to go. This is like a perfect dude to kind of take up, soak up some of those minutes. That's even if the Lakers keep their pick. I don't even know what they're going to do. The one thing I do know is, is that 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 cap slot for uh, Dennis Schroeder is definitely going to stay. So we do know that. All right. So, you know what, man? We we good. We got a lot in today. I'm excited about just a lot of stuff that's coming up with the network, man. I just, I can't wait to give it all to y'all. Um, Shouts out to QP Nation. Everybody listening, keep on downloading and subscribing and listening and getting your friends involved and getting your partners and girlfriends involved. Man, I sure do appreciate it. We went over 10,000 downloads a couple weeks ago. It's such a blessing. So thank y'all for that. Um, Man. The outpour of like love from like other countries is just ridiculous. Man, we get a lot of love from like India and all kind of other places. And shouts out to all my people on the East Coast. Um, Seacock is in New Jersey is getting it in, yo, man. I they 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 coming up the rankings on a real level. Um on that note, be good to yourself. Take care of you because if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of the people that you hold dear around you. And then once you do that, appreciate those people around you that you hold dear, right? Uh, Make sure they know that they are thought of, cared for, and loved. And then give a smile to your neighbor, you know, a friendly hello. That can go a long way to making somebody's day. You know what I'm saying? If you got a little time, you know, for them to bend your ear about whatever's going on, try to do that. Try to be present in that conversation. And then the last thing is this. Be an impactful person in your community, whether it's um, volunteering some of your time or if you don't have the time to volunteer because God has just blessed you so abundantly. Um you know, pass a little green around, you know, give give a little money to some of these worthwhile organizations. I do believe in it. I am a product of it. And I wouldn't be on this podcast right now if I didn't have the, uh, the support of a lot of faceless people. So with that being said, man, we out of here. You guys enjoy the week unless some dame stuff comes up. We'll see you on Friday for Football Friday. And I am by y'all sin.